Hi there. This is the Woman Inspired Podcast. I'm Karen. I'm so happy you tuned in to this episode. This podcast is part of Woman Inspired Ministries. To check out all the delicious, wonderful info about this podcast, books, contact info, events, etc., you can go on out to womaninspired.com. That's my website, womaninspired.com. Okay, so today's episode is titled, What is a Miracle? And as usual, I have some wonderful quotes for you. I call them pod quotes, little quotes that I find that kind of hit me just so or make me think, make me feel or smile or even laugh. Okay, so the first one is from Albert Einstein. He says, there are two ways to live. You can live as if nothing is a miracle or you can live as if everything is a miracle. Love that Albert Einstein. Okay. The world is a series of miracles, but we're so used to them. We call them ordinary things. The world is a series of miracles, but we're so used to them. We call them ordinary things. That's a quote by Hans Christian Andersen. Okay. So, you know, this is the beginning of the season where everyone seems to talk about miracles, you know, Miracle on 34th Street, the miracle of the birth of Jesus, the miracle of the Virgin Mary having a baby. There's a movie that I like called Mrs. Miracle, by the way. It's a Christmas movie. It's an older one. You might not have heard of it, but I really like it. There's all kinds of things that use and include the word miracle, especially this time of year. But it really got me to thinking, what is a miracle? When I was in a restaurant a few weeks ago, there was a couple sitting at a table across from us. Apparently, they'd been waiting a long time for their food. And after our experience there, we completely understood their frustration because it was very similar. But when the food came, the man exclaimed really loudly, it's a miracle, which kind of upset the server. But to him, I'm sure it felt like it was a miracle. They probably thought their food was never going to get there or that it might be breakfast time before they got their dinner. But we use phrases like that all the time, don't we? Oh, it's a miracle. Sometimes in exaggeration or sometimes out of frustration or or just being cynical and sarcastic. So the word is one of those words or, or phrases that gets overused. And somehow the true meaning over time is kind of fizzled out of it. It, it somehow loses its wonder and its true meaning. And I think that's what we've come to today with this word miracle. So I did a little search on the internet to find out what a miracle actually is and, and (laughs) to find a list of popular songs that have the word miracle in them. I'm going to share with you what I found and you may recognize some of these and you may not because actually there's something like over 2000 songs that this particular website knew of that has the word miracle in the title. All right. And that's, I guess, from the beginning of song recording history. I don't know. But I have songs um, that I love um, that have the word miracle in them. And then there's all just pretty much every kind of genre under the sun. Some that I don't listen to and some that I do or some that I used to. Uh, Just so here's just a few. Ready? Bon Jovi's Miracle. The Mike and the Mechanics. All I Need is a Miracle. And then you've got Kenny Chesney, No Small Miracle. There's Miracles by Coldplay. And of course, you've got It's a Miracle by Barry Manilow and Ready for a Miracle by Leanne Rimes. Then you've got Christian songs like 
I Need a Miracle by Third Day and Love is a Miracle by Maverick City Music. And I haven't done a search for older songs and hymns yet. I can only imagine how many have the word miracle in those. And I'm just touching, you know, the tip of the iceberg here. You've got songs by Riley Clemens, Jesus Culture, Bethel Music, Brandon Lake, Charity Gale, all out right now with the word miracle in their title. And that just scratches the surface of songs from, I don't know, some of those encompass like the last 25, 30 years and nothing before then. And it doesn't include songs that are about miracles, but don't have the word miracle in their title. Do all these songs actually define what a miracle is? Or have they added to the uh, lackluster way we use the word miracle in culture today? Because I don't think all of them are about what we would consider a true miracle, or at least not what I would consider a true miracle. So, of course, I had to look up the word miracle. And the definition of the word miracle, according to Merriam-Webster, is an amazing or wonderful occurrence as it comes from the original Latin word miraculum, which technically means object of wonder in Latin. And if you dig way back, you'll find that the Latin word partially derives from the word smeros, meaning to smile, which is exactly what you do when a miracle happens. So it is an amazing or wonderful occurrence that causes one to smile. That's the word origin. But for culturally specific terminology, since 1847, Webster's has defined the word miracle as, okay, quote unquote, an extraordinary event manifesting divine intervention in human affairs, as in the healing miracles described in the Gospels. That's the definition from Webster's. It also said, has a footnote, an extremely outstanding or unusual event, thing, or accomplishment. But the very first definition of it in Webster's 1847, an extraordinary event manifesting divine intervention in human affairs, as in the healing miracles described in the Gospels. Now you tell me, have we kind of muted and muddied and diluted the word miracle in our culture today? Because I think we have. Doesn't that put it kind of back into perspective, that definition? Besides being a living miracle himself, Jesus performed miracles. John 2, 23 says, Now while he was in Jerusalem at the Passover festival, many people saw the signs he was performing and believed in his name. In the four Gospels, they've recorded 37 different miracles and signs from Jesus. Everything from turning water into wine to healing the leper, raising someone from the dead and feeding thousands of people with a few fish and loaves. And every single miracle we read about served a purpose and a lesson for us. I mean, it all pointed to salvation, number one, but also shows the hope and the power and the care that Jesus has for us. So what's a miracle to you? I mean, is it, is it, things that you can see, but can't understand. Like, I think that's how a lot of people use it. Like the fact that, um, maybe some animals can regenerate limbs or you can cut a worm in half and it will, half of it will grow back or that we can talk into these little boxes that we call phones and hear someone's voice who is thousands of miles away. Is that a miracle to you? Or maybe that's something with feathers and a tiny little body is able to fly hundreds of feet in the air. Or that somehow the, the, all of the trees all at once just know when to shed their leaves and one season changes into the next without someone telling it to. Is that a miracle? 
maybe it feels like a miracle to you when your husband doesn't leave his clothes lying on the floor <laughs> or when your teenager does the dishes without being asked. Maybe to someone else, it feels like a miraculous and extraordinary occurrence of divine intervention when they get to the DMV to renew their driver's license and there's no line. What is a miracle to you? The thing is that we need to make sure that what we're calling a miracle is not your everyday gonna happen or I'm gonna make it happen kind of occurrence. Because when we label something like a teenager choosing not to have an attitude over doing a chore, a miracle, it's actually a choice that he or she is making. It's called free will. When we call the fact that we were able to balance our checkbook down to the penny a miracle, we need to realize how we're watering down the divine nature of the de definition of miracle when we say that. That being said, when a miracle happens, big or small, it can be an everyday event, an everyday thing, and have an everyday miracle meaning because there are everyday miracles all around us. Every single day, the sun rises and sets. That's by divine manifestation. That's a miracle. It is a wondrous event that couldn't happen without divine intervention. Because the divine created the heavens and the earth, the sun and the moon, you and me. So the miracles we see every day cannot be excluded from our list of what a true miracle is and things we should be appreciating and be thankful for in this miracle category. And yes, at times we all use the words in an exaggerated way. It's a very human kind of snarky, sarcastic thing to do that as culture has created and kind of morphed into over the years, like proclaiming it was a miracle the man's uh, server finally brought their food to them. But hey, maybe he prayed for divine intervention. I don't know for sure. <laughs> but let us not forget that when a miracle happens, it is not a coincidence. I believe we have so many miracles happening around us every day that we don't tune into them. We take them for granted, or we see them as happenstance or coincidence or a quirk of nature or maybe a man-made event rather than the divine when in reality, there's no explanation for many of these things that happen that we try to attribute to man or to science instead of to God. Recently, we saw a, a movie called The Great Turkey Town Miracle. You may not have heard of it. It's a low-budget, faith-based movie that's in the movie theaters right now. We went to see it because we wanted to go see a movie. We hadn't been to one in a long time, and there was a whole lot of garbage out there. And uh, we heard you know, the story behind it and thought, well, this is a, a nice faith-based movie. So spoiler alert, spoiler alert, in case you're going to go watch the movie, you're going to hear about it right now. Just thought I'd tell you. So it's about a man who was a widower who went from job to job to job after his wife passed away because he was a DJ at a radio station and they are changing radio stations to be automated these days, just mainly automated. So he wouldn't be in a job very long and then they would have to move on because he would be laid off because the station became automated. So he and his kids had settled for several years, though, in a town in Texas. He lost his job at the radio station there in Texas, too, because they were bought by a big conglomeration that was automating the station. He looked and looked for a job, and he, he finally found one at this local homeless shelter as a procurement director. So he, he was supposed to pre procure and get donations of food and other items for the homeless shelter. And he was put in at the last minute to procure 4,000 Thanksgiving turkeys with just 25 days ahead of Thanksgiving it's because of this huge Thanksgiving food giveaway. 
And pretty much as the story goes on, he was not doing a very good job at it. He, he didn't have much faith in it. His faith was kind of going back and forth. Um, and he had struggled with his faith since his, his wife had passed away. Now, this is um, partially based on a true story, by the way. So um, he, he had maybe a thousand turkeys when it came up to Thanksgiving Day, but or I guess it was the day before Thanksgiving, they were giving them away, but he had about a thousand turkeys that he'd collected. Uh, but all of these people throughout the, the movie were telling him to pray and reminding him of the scripture from Matthew 14, where Jesus performed a miracle and fed the masses with just two fish and five loaves of bread. So at the end of the movie, it shows the turkey giveaway, and they just had to to give away whatever they could until it was gone. And whatever they had was in the back of this big refrigerated truck where they had collected turkeys for the previous 25 days. So they kept giving the turkeys away and checking people off the list and giving the turkeys away and checking people off the list. And then they got to the end of their line of people for the turkey giveaway, and everyone on the list, all 4,000 people, had been checked off. And yet, in the back of their truck, they still had the original 1,000 turkeys left. Somehow, there were enough turkeys to feed 4,000 families, but they hadn't collected 4,000 turkeys. That's a miracle. And most of this movie is apparently based, again, on a true story. Now, if I were going to be a movie critic, I would give the actual story five stars. I would give the acting two stars. I would give the overall movie experience one star because I've seen low budget movies that have been phenomenal. Who cares if they were low budget and they were so well done. This was mediocre and this was a true miracle story. This is not the only miracle you hear about out there, but it's like the exuberance for the miracle that was portrayed in the movie was, oh, wow, that was amazing. They gave some hugs and then they said, thank you, prayer to God. And that was the end of the movie. That was it. I mean, what you just heard in my voice was about the type of awe and excitement that came across the screen for the fact that a miracle just happened. A bona fide divine manifestation, an event that was surprisingly happened that people didn't expect to happen, happened. I mean, it was a, one of those, what in the world? Oh my gosh, I can hardly believe it. Let's jump up and down for joy. This is a miracle happening right in front of our eyes, miracle. And yet there was no excitement over it by the people in the movie. And I was dumbfounded by the end of it. It really struck me because isn't that how we are today? It reminds me of that pod quote from Albert Einstein, where he said, there are two ways to live. You can live as if nothing is a miracle or you can live as if everything is a miracle. I love that quote because whether we want to agree with it or not, we tend to fit in one of those categories at different seasons in our lives. We're either in complete awe and thankfulness for everything God does, and we see and acknowledge what a miracle so many things are around us, and what a miracle it is for us to even be breathing every day, or we discount everything as happenstance, scientific enigma, coincidence, and worth only whatever we see as face value of it with little joy in the mix. We tend to see so many things in black and white and we see things that God has his hand in that we know there is divine intervention going on with no other explanation and no other reason for it. And yet we act like, yeah, that happens every day. We take it for granted. Again, like the other quote, it becomes something ordinary to us. 
And then we go on our way as if we shouldn't be praising God, as if we shouldn't be jumping for joy and, and shouldn't be elated over true miracles happening all around us. What has happened to our awe and wonder for how God put his hand in the middle of a situation we needed him to put it into, or uh, how he put his hand on a person and healed them or in the middle of nature and, and does a miracle. Is it because we're so jaded? Is it because we've watered down the definition of miracle so much? Is it because there's so much hurt and pain in the world that we doubt? I mean, when was the last time you opened your eyes and really appreciated the things you see that are a miracle? Can you even distinguish what a miracle is or have you been able to? Maybe just don't think about it. I said something in my last podcast about how I was thankful I didn't have to control everything. And it had dawned on me one day, you know, that I don't have to control everything. And I, I don't have control over everything. And that's a good thing. But I don't have to try to control everything either. And what a blessing that is because God does all of that for us. I don't have to wake up in the morning and wonder if there's going to be H2O for me to breathe. Is the world going to stop spinning? Is the gravitational pull still going to work so I don't fly off my front yard into outer space? Yeah, I don't have to worry about those things because God is taking care of them. Those things are everyday miracles. What happened to the appreciation of the everyday miracle? The miracle of the fact that maybe if it applies to you, you have a child, that you were able to birth a child or adopt a child and hold a child in your arms and raise a child. You hear people say all the time, oh, that child's a miracle. I agree. But do you act like it's a miracle, even if they're driving you crazy or they're 25 years old or 30 years old and you don't want them to live with you anymore and they keep coming back? Do you act like the birth of your child was a miracle? Do you act like having someone in your life is a miracle who is a spouse, who is your partner, who loves you no matter what, no matter how bad your hair sticks up, whether or not you have acne, no matter how much weight you gain or lose, and no matter how many troubles you have all gone through? Or do you take them for granted like they aren't a miracle too? Do you just think, oh, well, this is all our doing and God had nothing to do with it? Or do you treat it like the miracle that it is because think of how many people are in the world just how many people are in your town or in your state and you ended up with that person that you're with because when it works and it works well that's a miracle that's divine when we open our eyes and we see with our souls we can more clearly see the miracles around us psalm 119:18 says Open my eyes, Lord, that I may see wondrous things from your law. How God created this planet, man and womankind, and all the many things that work together in precise, exact ways is a miracle. The laws he set forth to protect us and to keep us safe, to love us, how he wants us to live, how he wants us to honor those, how he wants us to receive him and be overflowing with the Holy Spirit. Those are wondrous, miraculous things. The Bible says in Mark eight twelve, he sighed deeply and said, why does this generation ask for a sign? Truly, I tell you, no sign will be given to it. Interesting, huh? When you think about it, that's what the world is doing today. Asking for signs, saying, God, prove to me you're there. God, show me a sign. Give me something I want when I want it, and then I will believe. 
But the reality is that there are already signs all around us. We don't have to ask for them. We just have to open our hearts, our minds, and our souls. We have to open the eyes of our hearts to see what Jesus has already put here for us. He has already filled the world with signs and wonders. I fear that so many people in the world have become so jaded and so desensitized to the many miracles, signs, and wonders that have already been put here for us that it will take something huge for them to acknowledge that God exists. And sad to say, those visual fleshly things they want that can be fashioned from earthly things, those are signs that can be faked by posers and God wannabes and by evil people and tre- with treacherous ideas to lure people into false religions and cults because it takes faith and it takes being able to see through spiritual eyes, not fleshly eyes. So I ask you today, are you aware of the signs and the awesome wonders around you that God put there? Are you expecting a miracle, having faith that an extraordinary event manifesting divine intervention in human affairs can happen in your life and in the world around you? Or do you believe that miracles no longer happen? I encourage you to take this to God in prayer. If you're doubting, if you're a doubter, if you're cynical, you're thinking the only time the world, the, the world sees miracles or that the word miracle should even be used as in an advertising campaign for carpet cleaner or in a song on the radio, then I ask you to please stop and pray. Make time to pray every day and ask God to open your eyes to the miracles around you and grow your heart to a place where it can see and receive the truth of the divinely extraordinary events that take place so that you can walk in the knowledge that miracles do still come true. And the miracle we should be preparing our hearts to focus on the very most this time of year is the miracle of Jesus Christ, his birth, the ultimate extraordinary divine event that manifested through the virgin birth. And it manifested for each one of us. This is the Advent season that's coming up. And at the center of the Advent season lies the miraculous birth of Jesus Christ. And you can read more about that birth and that miracle in the Gospels of Luke, chapter 2, 1 through 21, and Matthew, chapter 2. I hope you'll take advantage of that and uh, take time to read and prepare yourself for the holiday season to come. You know, the season where we mark one, just one but one of the most significant miracles God gave us. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Woman Inspired Podcast.